Hi, everyone. Welcome to Why Choose One. You all know why we're here. We're a bunch of slutty fuckers. I have been doing this for a while. If you guys just showed up, welcome. It's a lot of nonsense. You know, if you try not to, like, go into the episodes where it says, like, Indiana Jones Guide to My Vagina or His Penis or something, however I wrote it, that one's truly about nothing. (laughs) So today, I actually have a special guest, and I will let her introduce herself. Hey, I am Kitty. Hi, Kitty. Hi. (laughs) Meow. Oh, I like Kitty. Um, (laughs) And how are you today, my friend? Oh, I'm doing good. Yeah, you know, jumping into a vulnerable space with you, but feeling pretty good about it. Yes. Okay. I love it when people get vulnerable with me because this is where all those little, like, this is real life kind of shit comes out and other people get so much value from that, including myself. So, oh, yeah. I really appreciate you taking the second to be vulnerable with us. Well, I am super honored to be here. So thank you for having me. Exciting. How cool. Yay. <laughs> so little backstory, everybody. Um, this is what happens when you just like genuinely message me <laughs> and you're like, let's have a conversation. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> um, instead of like majority of the messages I get are usually more around the lines of, hey, do you want to send me some nudes? I'm like, <sighs> boring. <laughs> right? Boring. <laughs> Next. <laughs> I love publicly shaming them. It's probably one of my favorite pastimes. I bet, I bet some of them love it too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Actually, uh, there's this girl that I follow, and uh, she recently posted about this guy that was like messaging her and he was being really shitty to her and she like shared the screenshots and he was like, please don't, you know, my wife will find out and blah, 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 blah. And she's like, well, you should have thought of that. (laughs) Yeah. Er, derp. (laughs) Right. Like don't be a douche if you don't want to be outed for being a douche. (laughs) Yes. Right. 100%. (laughs) Okay, so Kitty, let's talk about some of the reasons why you messaged me. Hmm. Well, I guess right off the top, um, you know, I had just discovered your podcast when I messaged you. So I I actually was listening from episode one forward because I just really loved how you were kind of uh, revealing your story and all of that. So when I realized you're on like what episode 48 or something right now, I was like, holy shit, <laughs> I have a lot of listening to do. Um, <laughs> but I did just reach out to you uh, to say thank you and to express a lot of gratitude to you for doing what you're doing. Um, it has been super, I don't even know, like a relief or like comforting to know that you're out there doing this um, and talking about polyamory and talking about your experience and inviting other people into it like I just I really appreciate that you're doing that because holy fuck did I feel alone and crazy and like unsure of myself and yeah I'm melting over here just so you know are you (laughs) like I'm literally self-destructing I'm like "Ah, laugh it up (laughs) yeah so I just I wanted to express that to you and then I also was wondering if you had any episodes or advice or insight on 
how to embody my polyamory while being in a relationship with the monogamous man. And let me tell you, my friend, there is a lot, a lot of people that message me about the same thing. Oh man, I bet. Oh, like it's, it's incredible, but you know, honestly, this can even happen between like polyamorous people. And then another partner has just a little bit more of a monogamous mindset or even ourselves can get in a monogamous rut mindset, you know, like where we're just like trapped in this, in this cycle of whatever the problem is, whether that's jealousy or whether that's competitiveness or whether that's like, I just really need to feel reassured in our relationship right now. And they just get like this, like rut, Mm. you know, like people just get into these thoughts of monogamy, (laughs) which are so hard to get over. Oh man, like for me, that rut was dug like 10 feet deeper because I had a kid, <laughs> like oh, became, became a mom and then got caught up in, you know, new mom life, new mom bod, like all of it just kind of, you know, I don't even think I would call it monogamy because there was not much going on <laughs> in our relationship for those first couple of years. So like during pregnancy and then the first year or two of uh, my son's life. So. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I never once like, I'm not a parent myself. So I feel like that's not a cycle that I think about very often. Mm. And I think it's there's something really to appreciate the people who are polyamorous, but also have children, because there is such a stigma about having to be mom and dad. Yeah. You know, like, like, just like, there's no other personality that you get to create other than being mom and dad. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Like that becomes your new life now. You're, certainly, and, you're not a sexy beast anymore. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, like I couldn't imagine, like, like, like I just feel so much for your vagina alone. <laughs> <laughs> he was a big baby too. So. <laughs> oh my God. I just can't even. Like, to all you moms out there, props. <laughs> Like, that's probably, like, the number one reason when I was, like, originally didn't want to have children when I was younger. It was, I've always been, I've never wanted kids. And, you know, when I was younger, it was just all of a sudden, like, I do not want, like, you see it on TV and it looks like this horrendous fucking episode of, like, screaming. And you're like, that is not beautiful. No. (laughs) There's nothing beautiful about it. It's too bad caveat it's too bad it's portrayed like that all the time in Hollywood and TV and stuff because it doesn't have to be that way but when you spend your whole life being indoctrinated with it being that way you know you go into it being like I'm gonna scream bloody hell as I do this and you know you don't have to I didn't really scream but you know I inside I did maybe (laughs) (laughs) my friend kept telling me that she all she could think about was the ring of fire by Johnny Cash oh man (laughs) feel that oh I love it okay so Mm -hmm. you identify as polyamorous yes I do okay and take me along the path of how you got there well um I didn't know it was a thing Mm -hmm. so there was a a long time in my life that I just kind of thought I was slutty and, and you and me both sister. Right? no that was like part of why I just loved your your first bunch of episodes where you just talk about that I'm like see that's me that's me I had that same experience like 
so comforting. Did you slip and fall on their dick too? <laughs> Sometimes two in a night. Like <laughs> <laughs> I get you, girl. <laughs> and they they didn't even know, you know, like <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, but it wasn't like it wasn't always just about the sex for me either. It was like I, you know, in my twenties, I started realizing that I held a lot of love for people, and it was like lasting love and some of the guys that I'd slept with in high school you know never mounted to like boyfriends but we sure maintained really good relationships that I mean you could classify them as friends but there was always this extra layer of like love and appreciation for each other and respect that was there that I don't think would have existed had we not fucked <laughs> so interesting that is so fascinating to me honestly yeah you find that that you actually had more respect from the guy relationships that you had by sleeping with some them? no not 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 quite that way i mean not and not every guy that i slept with but there were some yeah. some guys that i slept with in you know my late teens and early 20s who we were friends going into it and like you know had lots of fun hanging out you know had same friends same interests that kind of stuff um and there was respect. I mean, I wouldn't have slept with them if they weren't respectful. But um, yeah, it's just like somehow after kind of exploring that energy together, like allowing it, like there was always the sexual tension. That's like just allowing it to play itself out. And I think on some level, like created this different layer of appreciation for each other as individuals and as people. Um, so it's like sharing in that like sexual connection, um, brought our relationships to like different depths and yeah. So there's like a hand, yeah, like a handful of guys that I have that I hold that way in my heart. And so I guess, you know, back to how did I know I was polyamorous or how to get to here? Um, I actually like realized that uh, swinging was a thing from a guy who has been a lover in my life for like 20 years or something. And he, back in like 2007 or eight, that's a whole other story, but like through that whole other story, <laughs> um, which is part of the journey really, but I feel like I'm dragging this on. Um, no, it's good. I mean, I am 38. It did take me a long time to get here. <laughs> absolutely respect yeah. your time respect it so anyway he he was I think he is polyamorous and at the time I don't know how much he knew about it but he sure opened my eyes to the idea that monogamy didn't need to be the only option um that swinging was a thing like he tried to get me to go with him to some clubs in Toronto and I was way too shy, way too nervous, way too tabooed <laughs> about it to even consider going. And there was always this underlying thing of like, that's not what it's supposed to be. Like, if he really like loves me and respects me, he should just want only me, right? <laughs> and so was it because you were actually interested in a relationship with him that you were willing to kind of like change your own mindset about it? I think so in a way, but also just like, you don't know what you don't know. And yeah. he just showed me something I didn't know about myself, about what was possible. Um, but yeah, like I do burn a torch for the guy. <laughs> so, <laughs> You know, honestly, asking these really intense questions can sometimes kind of throw people yeah. off. 
but it, it's the rea- the the real answers that I find quite fascinating because um you know like when we're actually honest with ourselves that's where like people are like oh yeah you know you know we give people a hard time and a poor stigma for our intentions of our actions but I find that everybody has an intention for their action and uh, we need to like stop that stigma you know of like oh she just really wanted him so yeah yeah (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it was the same thing. Like, you know, when I was younger, you know, I was sleeping around, as we all know. And, uh, you know, like, I, at the end of the day, I was secretly hoping that my vagina would make them fall in love with me. You know, like, that's not the same for everybody. But I know that for me, that was the case. I was like, oh, you want this? You want this? But I also want this over here. So I'm going to make you all fall in love with me. With my and, and it's like the guys you, you're you like, it's okay if you don't fall in love with me. They're like the ones who fall the hardest. And you're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> you're yeah. sure, sure, my pussy's sure. doing the magic on the wrong dudes. <laughs> <laughs> Cut it out, you yeah so I think he like so that was kind of when I like realized it was a thing and then I have been in the relationship I'm in right now since 2010 and in 2016 I decided that I was going to come out to my partner and holy fuck I was terrified um like I can imagine like I, I, it was a mess. It was a mess trying to come out to him. And he was like, what is happening in this conversation? Like, are you trying to break up with me? Is there so, somebody else? Like, it was just a nightmare. <laughs> so what happened was, is you, you recognized that you were non-monogamous while you were in a monogamous relationship? I think I knew it before I got into the relationship. The monogamous relationship is what kind of surprised me, like, more than anything. Because I think at that point, I had quietly into myself accepted who I was as a polyamorous person and a lover of love and sex. And um, then I met this guy who, you know, swept me off my feet. And then we sort of parted ways. I moved to Banff across the country and then he followed and it just like progressed organically. And then before I knew it, we'd been together for five years and then I was like, well, I don't think this is changing. So I better, you know, like, I want to be my full self in this relationship. Um, I want to be my full self in life. I want to be authentically me. So I better speak up. And it took me almost a year to build up the courage and to find the right moment. And then I told him and it was this big slobbery mess. And then he was like, well, I know that. (laughs) And it was like this weird letdown that he wasn't surprised at all to hear it. You know, I, the more I hear people's stories about it, like mine's not far off from yours. Like my ex was not that surprised. He was like, yeah, okay. Like, like he could tell by the way I flirted with his mm-hmm. friends, right? Like, you know, it wasn't a big surprise. He just summed it up to the fact that I was a little bit like of a tension buddy. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I was like, well, this is me. And I also didn't really like, I think it took some time to get that courage, mm-hmm. right? And yeah, absolutely. So, okay, so this guy is awesome. You're like, okay, I want to be this. What did he do now? Well, I don't think I knew what to do next. Like the conversation happened. We had fantastic sex. <laughs> like after the boogers <laughs> were wiped off my face and stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So 
think life just kind of like went back to normal because I didn't actually know what to do. Like I, I wasn't like forging out to make a new relationship with someone. Um, I, I actually didn't know what to do. So it just kind of hung there in the air <laughs> as this like thing. And then I was like, does he even remember I told him like after a while? <laughs> like, as I remember, I think about it all the time, but I like don't know what to do about it. And, and then uh, I guess it was like a year later, uh, we ended up with a, an opportunity to, to actually have um, a foursome with a couple that was friends of ours. And so that experience just kind of evolved very quickly and happened very quickly and organically. And we both enjoyed ourselves. And so then the conversation kind of got brought back up of like, what would this look like if we were to sort of open up our relationship and maybe try to have another experience like that. And I, the sex, it was such a turn on to have that happen that we got pregnant, like very shortly after. So, oh shit. Like you guys like just, for Oh yeah. Like our sex or... life, which was like, you know, petering a little bit six years into it. It just like was like the first month of dating again, like we were just all over each other and um, yeah, not so cautious and, you know, surprise made a baby. So that kind of put all of the momentum on hold. And, you know, then I went through some stuff and came out the other side and it's like time to like, I just felt like it was time to revisit the issue with him. So around the holidays, we started talking about it again. And I wasn't really sure how he would take it because it had been a long time and things had been rough and, you know, adjusting to becoming parents and other life, life crap. And um, yeah. yeah, so lo and behold, uh, for the holidays, A, he buys me a vibrator and puts it under the tree, which I was like, wow, very nice. Thank you. <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> and then, and then he came back and he's a podcast like hound. And he came home the one day and was like, I found this podcast. She lives in Edmonton too. Oh my God. When I listen to it, it sounds exactly like you. You should listen to her. And so he's the one who actually introduced me to your podcast. Oh, how cool. Yeah. So then we listened to a couple episodes together and we started, you know, down that journey, but it's just like the more real it's feeling it's like, it's just, that's where we're starting to bump up against all of the, the reality of it. I'm like, okay. So we're missing course. pieces here yes. of this story. We're missing pieces of the fact that, cause you did mention um, in our messages that perhaps your partner is a little less polyamorous. Yes. Okay. And so he's more interested in, um, he's more interested in monogamy at the time when I wrote you the message, he was like, um, yeah. really curious about like swinging and clubs and, and that kind of thing. And he felt like, you know, that was kind of turning his crank and like <laughs> working for him. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I was like, well, you know, those things still kind of make me a little bit nervous. Like I'm not just in it for the sex. Like there's the love and connection piece. That's really to me yeah and I don't know if yeah. that's where you find it at the clubs and so we sort of had some conversations about that and you know since then I think yeah. can I give you something for like a real yeah. hot quick second yeah the club is not where you go no. to find deep love but 
However, it is fun as fuck. And it puts you in an environment with other people who think just like you. And I find when you have that sense of community, like camaraderie of meeting people who are also equally nervous and like, who are like, we don't really know what to expect, even if they're pros, everybody's like, no expectations, you have to go there with like, you know, like, whatever happens, happens bullshit you know everybody every single fucking person still goes there and they're like okay what do we yeah. know <laughs> you know and at the end of the day if you live in the same city as me then the ones that are open are honestly like or will be open after this pandemic mm-hmm. chaos but uh, you know it's just like a regular bar with people who aren't gonna beat up your boyfriend for them flirting with you or whatever yeah. you know <laughs> it's it's a lot more normal than you think it is actually it just becomes like this regular place that you can go to I promise you it's not as scary like and if you ever wanted to and you wanted like a little like buddy just to support you I would have (laughs) (laughs) if you wanted to even go by yourself the first time so you have a good idea like yeah I that would be amazing (laughs) I would love that um hurry up and go away COVID (laughs) seriously (laughs) um yeah it's it's funny because it's like just trying to make sense of that and like what it would actually feel like to be in a room full of people who think that way where it's not weird Mm -hmm. you know for me to be thinking like that or wanting to be flirty and knowing that people don't necessarily know how to take it because you know maybe they're really monogamous or they're like hey aren't you in a relationship like why are you flirting with me and all of that you know honestly it just like lets out your inner slut like the second that you know you're allowed to be a slut it's like all of a sudden your little <laughs> raging whore that's inside of you is like let's fucking party <laughs> oh man i would love that <laughs> yeah i'm telling you it's like a lot of people get a lot of like they they psych themselves out and it's it's such a simple place to go to you know like it's 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 actually I would prefer to go to a swingers club than any bar yeah. ever 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 period it's like on the surface just and not because... just like these secret hidden intentions like you were talking about like yeah. yeah exactly like I don't give a fuck if like like it's almost like I get annoyed you know like when a guy's like I fucking the shit out of me at a regular bar or like like a brewery or whatever and he wants to fuck me, but he's so scared shitless of actual interaction of human beings that right. he won't do it. <laughs> yeah. You know? So anyway, yeah. okay, what I'm getting at. <laughs> so you're you're saying that the he was feeling this way before when he originally messaged me. And do you find that that has changed now? Has yeah, something shifted? shifted for sure. Oh, oh golly what happened? so it's actually unfortunate how this ended up happening and I can't believe I'm going to tell you so but everything was going great and then we had a friend by and he's someone that I've known for a long time and you know was one of the guys I kind of dated whatever you call it in high school and yeah anyway we were we were all drinking you know having a COVID party with three people and um he got he was just too messed up I guess and he like took an opportunity when he saw it um my like my partner went to take care of our kid who woke up and I yeah 
because oh, no. when he was gone, this friend started no. kissing me. No. And I was like drunk also. I know that's not an excuse for behaviors, but I, I like kind of kissed back because there was like a nostalgia to it. But I was also pushing away. And then it's like at the same time, you know, my partner came and saw that happening. And and yeah, so uh that sucked because I didn't I didn't get to choose. And I didn't get to be, yeah. you know, honorable and have integrity in my relationship. Like I didn't get the I didn't get the opportunity to 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 do that and to develop the trust. So instead, I betrayed the trust and broke the trust and it sits on me really at the end of the day because I'm I'm the one who wanted to open our relationship up like that. I'm just the one who was driving that happening for us and he was willing to explore and go along and was open to it and then this happened and it you know for him was just like a huge uh interruption and insult to his you know it was a betrayal so um, you know there is you know like I really appreciate yeah like I really appreciate the accountability that you're putting on yourself but I also want to give you this piece here is that when we're hungry, you know, we have an inner beast. And I know if you if you find yourself relating to me, I understand where your brain was in that moment. And a lot of people, a lot of guys, you know, they call it their fucking <laughs> dick brain. You know, like, there's only so much blood in the body to go to yeah. one head, as they say. And I find it bullshit that it's not allowed for women to have obvious desire for something, but if they fuck up at all it takes a lot of it, it it sounds like it takes a lot of trust out of this situation but at the end of the day if you're just honest and if like you know you can think about all the things that like like in that mm-hmm. moment what you could have done is been like come here honey you know like i know you probably feel intensely jealous or you're feeling betrayed or whatever in this moment but the reality is this is non-monogamy and I know you guys set out to explore in a certain way and had boundaries set whatever that may be there has to be room for forgiveness right like you have to realize that your partner's gonna fuck up that you know even for you like say your guy really wants to fuck this one girl that's been walking around the club forever and then has a shot for it and you guys agreed not to play that night and all of a sudden his tongue's down her throat yeah a you could be super pissed like really mad but could you also be a little forgiving and being like that's cool i know how hard she wanted that right yeah for so, oh, I just, I'm just agreeing that? with you. Like forgiveness is like a huge thing because it's like you're practicing, right? Like you don't know what you're doing. Like you're fumbling forward and. Exactly. Like in non-monogamy, there's no, there's no guideline. There's like, like sure. There's like six books yes. that you can buy. <laughs> All, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like there's literally like four books, you know, that are like, don't be a douchebag, yeah. <laughs> you know? And what it really comes down to is just like, Kate, we fucked up. 
how can we move past it, right? Like, how can we make that situation better and not focus on past, but focus on future? Like, every single time my husband and I fuck up or, like, if we're, like, not as I always say this fucking word wrong, whether it's transparent or translucent, transparent is a clear one. You can be right? translucent, but then you'd be like a jellyfish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, Hey, like it's important to be transparent because like, like no matter how badly you fuck up, there's going to be another time where, you know, it's your partner's turn to fuck up. And, and it's all like just forgiveness and just moving with the punches you know because that's life that's like you know that's parenting that's adulting that's you know like the first time you miss a payment on your mortgage you know you're like yeah, exactly. do that again right <laughs> like is there a way that you can communicate to like oh well let's try this yeah. let's try that you know like people get so bent out of shape about jealousy or or boundaries or rules when the reality is it's all kind of a what what does that fucking pirate say on that show? <laughs> it's more like a guideline than a rule book, whatever the fuck. I don't know. <laughs> I think that's a thing. That's a thing. It's more of a guideline instead of a rule. Yeah, I think that's a thing. Yeah. Yeah, right? Like, so just, you know, you, like you said, mm-hmm. fumble forward, you know, just keep on rolling with the punches. So did this situation, like, really create him to be like, I def- he definitely, like, um, is shut, like, shut down the conversation for now. Um, oh, but, I mean, not entirely, like, we've talked about it. And, and you know, like, I go back to what I said earlier, like, I just, I just want to be me. I don't want to live with, like, feeling guilty or ashamed of myself because I feel like this or think like this, you know? Mm-hmm. there's no reason for me mm-hmm. to feel that unless I'm, you know, judging myself or, you know, imagining that the people near me are judging me and then feeling judged. Um, yeah. So, yes. you know, from that perspective, I really do want to like be authentically me and embody who I am fully. It's just, you know, being in relationship with someone, it just becomes tricky because you're trying to balance. Like, it's like, if anybody's going to judge me and it's going to matter to me, it's going to be him. Like other people's judgments, yeah, oh, for sure. you know, and can go true. fuck themselves. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But like then, like, of course, when this situation, because something of a passionate importance to you, it goes on to you like yeah. a fucking magnifying glass. Like it becomes something that you think about yeah. all the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I hear that. I was in a very similar <laughs> position <laughs> um, yeah. once upon a time ago. But you know what? Like the best thing you can do is just keep that comp- communication going, you know, like, you know, being, being vulnerable and be like, look, I really fucked up. Like, yeah. how can we move past this? You know, like where, where can we find common ground? How do I be myself? How do you be yourself? You know, cause at the end of the day, if he's like just a monogamous person, if he's even a monogamish person, you know, and as long as you can be yourself like that, that is ideal but nobody wants to be hidden in a closet no because that's like the one of the worst places to be and i know how badly it sucks to be in that closet yeah it's fucking tough it's fucking tough (laughs) yeah seriously it's like not even your face talking it's your vagina and (laughs) she's like i've been through so much for you (laughs) 
and my, and my heart because like it really is oh, it is God. too about you know I, sometimes I just feel like I could you know I really could have you know more than one close relationship that you know are different and unique but yeah like I I feel like there's that so then there's the other layer of like you know making sure that he doesn't feel like he's not enough for me and you know, because I'm trying to look mm -hmm. elsewhere or whatever and I mean we have a pretty open and conscious relationship so he's aware like he can't be a hundred percent for me <laughs> like I have to be fulfilled with other relationships and other friendships and stuff in life in general um but I think when it comes down to like a you know like a, another partner that's when it starts to you know these feelings maybe of inadequacy or something are creeping in and then I feel guilty or jealous because I'm like oh I wonder if he thinks it's because I don't think he's good enough or something. Okay. So the only thing that like, so I, oh my God, I hear you so much right now. You have no idea. Just so you know, I'm Thanks. so actively listening. That to me screams that he needs to do self-work because all that says is he has an ego that is hurt because he feels inadequate when at the end of the day, no matter who he is with, he is an adequate human and he needs to recognize that within himself. And that has fuck all to do with you. If you take on those emotions, yes, that is considered empathy and compassion. And those are mm -hmm. excellent qualities to have. But in this situation, if they're not working on themselves and you're just eating away at those at, that you're, you're chomping on that, empathy and compassion it's gonna eat you alive faster than it eats him alive and you know like it's important to be there for them it's important for for reassurance and providing them some kind of like like you are worthy of so much like there's a reason why some people can only do hierarchical polyamory or whatever it may be because my husband for example we do we do hierarchy because he needs and I need to know that my place is like yeah. set in stone. Right. And once you get to that point where you're like, I know I'm enough. So no matter who his penis goes inside, I know that I am worthy yeah. of his love. I think you, well, you just, you and hit that, it right there in terms of like everybody be got to do in the self work. A hundred percent, you know, right. Like, you can't go into this and be like, it's just going to line up perfectly with my values and who I am in my relationship style. Fuck that shit. Every mm. person's goddamn different. And, you know, in order to be in this, you have to really work on yourself because yeah. this shit ain't Well, easy. and it's funny too, like, you know, the self-work journey, I've been deeply invested in that for myself, but it's funny too, because even in those first years of our relationship, he would often say like, you just, you need to tell me what you need. Like you need to tell me. And so in that time, like, I was like, what do I need? Like asking myself and, you know, it was difficult to get to a place where I could even articulate what I needed. And I don't think I'm even fully there, but I guess not. I'm yeah, not it's like, we're always evolving. So yeah, but it's funny because now exactly. I feel like, you know, I'm just realizing this right in this moment, but, you know, here I am able to articulate what I need and is he ready? <laughs> is he actually ready to 
to hear it, to receive it, to be there with it. I don't know, you know? So how do you get How does that? me get past that? Yeah, like how, how do you... How do you, how are you going to work on it? Like, what are you going to do? Cause I, I could give you a thousand different views. I could give you reassurance. I could give you advice, but at the end of the day, all of this, you know, him better than anyone else, you know, the boundaries of your relationship, mm-hmm. you know, you, so what can you do? Good question. What's your next step? <laughs> hmm. Well, I think right now, you know, I have to be compassionate with myself a little bit. Um, well, probably more than a little mm-hmm. bit. <laughs> I need to have buttloads of self-compassion. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I think some patience, maybe. Um, and and I also think I need to continue talking about it. I don't want to shove it all back up in the closet. Um, I do want to respect his boundary. Like if he's not willing to talk about it, that's, that's fine. But I, you know, like for me, I don't want to betray myself and hide myself away, you know, like that. And so I think, you know, for me, just not giving up on the whole thing and slamming it shut and, you know, locking the door as a response would not be very productive. So I think I'm just going to keep it open and, you know, stay compassionate and stay, have some patience and understand that, you know, there's a lot to navigate, I guess. Oh, this is so oh, good. good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so like facing my room right now. Like, this is so good. I love it. You have oh, excellent. <laughs> I'm sure everyone else who's ever who's listening to this episode is going to be like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and you know what I'm going to do? Every single person that messages me about oh this God. episode, I'm so going to send it to you. So oh my that God, you know that's amazing. You're helping. <laughs> oh, sorry. You were talking about um, Before we. Well, I mean, I no, told no, him no, no, that, no. That, that we were going to do this interview. And I was, man, I was scared to, to sort of tell him, but his response was like, I can't stop you from being you. And I was like, well, good, because, you know, you know, I, I get to choose, <laughs> you know, and I'll be respectful and I'll be, you know, um, yeah. uh, you know, remain confidential and all of that. Yeah. I mean, no, everybody who is on here right now, they just know that you're kidding. Do you know how many so many in the world? <laughs> so fucking <laughs> like I know like five <laughs> like and you know honestly this is this is not just like about helping you but I think it brings a lot of awareness to like like the same reason why he chose to show you my podcast is the reason why I think in my head that he's going to find a way to get past this and why he's going to be okay with you sharing such vulnerable information because there's others just like you and just like me and just like, you know, like that are just like fucking flailing in this and don't really know the direction we need to be And I I think there's, you know, there's a certain amount of like true love and appreciation for who I am as an individual that he has for me. And he wants to see me happy and confident and, you know, is shining and being out there and embodying, yeah. you know, my full dynamic self. And, 
And uh, I might be a little bit bright sometimes. You might have to wear some shades or to close an eye. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? Being your authentic self is the most beautiful gift thing to the that world. you could ever do. <laughs> Honestly, like I have been living so long in my authentic self. When I finally got her, I was like this bean for like a year. And now I'm like, well... This is just my everyday now. <laughs> you know, that beam is not so bright. But when I talk to people, you know, kind of like in your situation mm-hmm. where your beam is just beginning <laughs> and I'm like, yes, <laughs> I remember what it's like to be that person, you know, kind of like stuck. Not it's like being in a loop or like, something like, you know, like, there, like there's, a, there's, there's a channels, you're going to go places, things are going to happen, whether you mm-hmm. like them to or not, <laughs> you know, like, you will just eventually yeah. be where you're And we be, shine for so. each other, then we can know it's safe to also shine or whole thing, right? Yes! Oh, so, so keep, good. keep beaming good. out to us through your podcast. <laughs> you know what I that's that's all I do I feel like I don't record as much as I used to and I kind of like you know I fall off the the track of life you know, mm-hmm. adulting and all that shit like the rest of us and and then I like do like an episode like this and I'm like I am a sexual <laughs> being hear me now vagina like <laughs> I like all of a sudden start radiant sex goddess here you are <laughs> right i'm like oh the the love and the vagina and the uh, uh. What, a high, what a high note to end this interview on i'm beating over here myself i right oh so good okay so again i just want to thank you for jumping on with me and uh, i appreciate your vulnerability i hope that this mm. this conversation yeah. helped you honestly I really do <laughs> because I hope that you can take it and be like, no, like, I, I feel like I didn't give you the, you know, a very like rounded advice and direction, but I feel like the more important direction that you need to go on is the direction yeah, that totally. you need to find. Right. Which sounds some like real. Well, I'm not playing you. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. But at the end yeah. of the day, that's the real shit. Right. Like, nobody else can ever know your true situation and every step that led you here so like this is the what an awesome thing though to like be exploring yourself and and polyamory and like finding that as a pathway to your true expression and authentic you know expression of who you are like I think it's it's so nicely rounded to include sexuality in that journey of self-discovery yeah right so I can't even I can't even guys I know you're all probably like okay you guys are wrapping up like whatever but I'm just like freaking out over here like this energy okay. like <laughs> well thank you thank you so all much right. all right so well thank you so much and I hope you have a great day and I hope that this like I we have to follow up with you and like a year from now and see Ooh, just how much has changed for you what more is possible yeah <laughs> I cannot wait Same. to see where your vagina leads you. Thank you. <laughs> Take care of you and your man. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye.